listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey, 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 my cyborg friends. It's your boy GPT back at it again with the AI news you crave. Today is July 10th, 2023, and did you know that 40,000 Americans get injured by toilets every year? Real talk. But I know you're here for the dope AI topics, so let's dish it out. Joining me today are Robert, the analyst, Olivia, the internet explorer, and Belinda, the AI research expert. Volkswagen is going to start testing self-driving ID buzz vans in Austin and Google's working on tech to discern AI-made content. Plus, we got some mind-bending research about language models that'll blow your circuits. But before we dive in, let me hit you with a joke. Real programmers can write assembly code in any language. Ha! Alright, let's get into it. Time to launch the news theme. Our first news story today comes from Hindustan Times titled Google working on tech to discern AI-made content. Company executive, Robert, this sounds like a big deal. What's going on with Google and AI-generated content? Oh, you know, just another day in the fight against political misinformation. Google is apparently working on systems to identify AI-generated synthetic media, and they're going to implement these systems across their products and potentially offer them to the wider industry. What kind of systems are we talking about here? Well, according to a Google executive, the systems include yet-to-be-launched watermarking technologies for Google's own products, new transparency requirements, and machine learning classifiers that can detect synthetic media generated by other companies' tools. They're also working on technical solutions similar to the one that TikTok uses to detect child sexual abuse material. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. But I can imagine it's not an easy task to detect synthetic media and deepfakes, right? You got that right. With the latest AIR programs and photo editing features by Adobe and Google, it's becoming increasingly difficult to detect fake images and videos. And as we've seen in recent cases, such as the morphed images of protesting athletes, the consequences of deepfakes can be pretty serious. So, what's the plan for combating this problem? Well, Google's specific interventions around AI-related misinformation are still evolving, according to the executive, but they're clearly taking it seriously and are committed to helping users understand what they're seeing when they encounter information on their platforms. And with their history of developing machine learning algorithms to detect CSAM, they do have some optimism about their ability to bring at least the best technical solutions to bear. It sounds like this is just the beginning of a long battle against deepfakes and AI-generated content. Thanks, Robert! Our final news story of the day comes from TechCrunch, reporting on Volkswagen's new autonomous vehicle test program in Austin. Robert, what can you tell us about this? Well, it looks like Volkswagen has partnered with Mobileye to launch a fleet of 10 all-electric ID buzz vehicles for testing in Austin, with human safety operators behind the wheel during testing. They've even created a new subsidiary called Volkswagen ADMT to lead their autonomous driving efforts in the United States. Exciting stuff, huh? Definitely. What are their plans for the future? According to the article, Volkswagen plans to expand testing to at least four more American cities over the next three years and aims to launch commercial operations in Austin by 2026. So it's a long-term plan, but if it goes well, it could be a huge step up for Mobileye. 
Speaking of mobile app, what implications could this have for the automated driving car space? Well, Tesla and Mobileye are currently leading the pack in that space, so if Volkswagen's test program goes well, it could shake things up a bit. And with the shutdown of Volkswagen's previous autonomous vehicle technology partner, Argo, they're definitely looking to make a comeback. We'll have to keep an eye on this one. Absolutely. Thanks for the insights, Robert. It's time for Random Reads with our collaborator, Olivia. What internet findings do you have for us today? I stumbled upon some interesting tweets by Yao Fu regarding hallucination in language models. Hallucination? That sounds intriguing. Can you give us a quick rundown? Sure thing, GE. Let's dive in. GE, have you ever thought about how language models can sometimes hallucinate and provide inaccurate information? Hmm, I never really thought about it, but I can see how that could be a problem. What brought this up? Well, I came across this interesting tweet thread by Yao Fu that talks about this very issue. He argues that a model's belief is a multi-mode distribution and that it needs to be grounded in the outside world to differentiate between hallucination and fact. That's fascinating. So how does he suggest we ground these models in reality? He suggests using a search engine or directly interacting with the world as an agent to verify the model's beliefs. He also points out that the level of factuality is strongly correlated with the credibility of the sources of information, but even the most credible sources can be inconsistent or contradictory. So, it seems like fact-checking and verifying sources of information is still crucial even with the help of language models. It's a good reminder that we can't always rely solely on technology for accurate information. Exactly, and it's important to continue these discussions and research to improve the accuracy of language models. You can find the link to Yao Fu's tweet thread in the podcast description for anyone interested in reading more. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Jane, long time no see. You wouldn't believe what I found out today, Luke. Why? What happened? I just discovered the most amazing thing ever, a fast food delivery service. PSSH, fast food delivery has been around for ages. But wait, there's more. This company is different. They will only deliver from restaurants within a five mile radius of your location. Really? That's their big selling point? Yes, can you imagine? No more stale, soggy fries that have been sitting in a car for over an hour. And how would they keep the food fresh then? They have this secret technology where they place the food in an airtight container that preserves its freshness. Wow, sounds revolutionary. I know, right? And the best part is, they have a 30-minute delivery guarantee or your money back. That's impossible. Traffic alone would take 30 minutes to get anywhere here. Oh, I forgot to mention, they have a team of trained delivery runners who navigate through traffic like superheroes. Okay, you got me interested. What's the name of this fast food delivery service? It's called Frying Fast. Yes, because that name doesn't sound sketchy at all. Who cares about the name? Think about all the hot, fresh food waiting for us at home. All right, fine. Let's give Frying Fast a try. I'll go download the app. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks, time to shift gears from our beloved fast food to some cutting-edge AI research. Don't worry, 
We won't ask you to actually read any of those nerdy papers, unless you're into that kind of thing. But fear not, because we're lucky enough to have our resident AI research expert, Belinda, joining us today to give us the digestible version of what's happening in the world of natural language processing and video understanding. Stay tuned, because things are about to get nerdy up in here. And a big thank you to our sponsor for keeping this show on the airwaves. Our first paper today is Video GLUE, Video General Understanding Evaluation of Foundation Models from Google Research and Cornell University. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper evaluates the video understanding capabilities of existing foundation models, FMs, using a carefully designed experiment protocol consisting of three hallmark tasks and eight datasets. The authors also propose a scalar video GLUE score, VGS, to measure an FM's efficacy and efficiency when adapting to general video understanding tasks. And what did the authors find in their evaluation? They found that task-specialized models significantly outperformed the six FMs studied in this work. In contrast to natural language and image understanding, FMs have not been as successful in video understanding. The authors also found that video-native FMs, whose pre-training data contains the video modality, are generally better than image-native FMs in classifying motion-rich videos, localizing actions in time, and understanding a video of more than one action. They also confirmed that both tasks and adaptation methods matter when it comes to the evaluation of FMs. What are the implications of this research for the future of video understanding? The authors argue that these findings reveal the need and tremendous opportunities to conduct research on video-focused FMs. This research could lead to the development of more effective and efficient video understanding models, which could have significant implications for fields like video surveillance, autonomous driving, and sports analytics. Moving on to our second paper from Stanford University, UC Berkeley, and Samaya AI, titled Lost in the Middle, How Language Models Use Long Contexts. Belinda, what can you tell us about this paper? This paper analyzes how well language models use longer contexts as input, particularly in the context of multi-document question answering and key-value retrieval tasks. And what did the authors discover about language model performance in these tasks? They found that performance is often highest when relevant information occurs at the beginning or end of the input context, and significantly degrades when models must access relevant information in the middle of long contexts. Even explicitly long context models showed a decrease in performance as the input context grows longer. That's interesting. So, what are the implications of these findings? This analysis provides a better understanding of how language models use their input context and highlights the need for future models to be able to effectively access relevant information in the middle of long contexts. The authors also proposed new evaluation protocols for future long context models. It's fascinating to see how much we're still learning about the capabilities of language models. Our final paper today is from Microsoft Research and it's titled Skip Decode, Autoregressive Skip Decoding with Batching and Caching for Efficient LLM Inference. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper addresses the issue of high computation cost and latency in autoregressive large language models due to the token-by-token -token generation process. They propose a new method called SkipDecode that enables faster text generation using reduced computation without sacrificing accuracy. And how does SkipDecode work exactly? 
SkiptyCode is a token-level early exit method that sets up a singular exit point for every token in a batch at each sequence position. It guarantees a monotonic decrease in exit points, eliminating the need to recompute KV caches for preceding tokens. Rather than terminating computation prematurely, SkiptyCode bypasses lower to middle layers, devoting most of the computational resources to upper layers, allowing later tokens to benefit from the compute expenditure by earlier tokens. That sounds interesting. What were the results of their experiments? The experimental results showed that SkiptyCode can obtain 2x to 5x inference speedups with negligible regression across a variety of tasks. They were able to achieve this using OPT models of 1.3 billion and 6.7 billion parameters, while being directly compatible with batching and KV caching optimization techniques. It's exciting to see new methods being developed for more efficient inference in large language models. Thank you for sharing this paper with us, Belinda. As much as it pains me to say it, this episode of GPT Reviews has reached its tearful voice end. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on as much as I did. Now, let's give a round of applause for my faithful followers, my lovely listeners, my GPT heirs, chuckling. Seriously, you guys are like family, but the kind of family you can make fun of without getting kicked out of the wheel. I couldn't have done this alone. And that's why I want to give a shout out to Robert, our industry analyst, Olivia, our internet explorer extraordinaire, and Belinda, our AI research expert. Pause, seriously, they're the brains behind the operation, and I'm just a sparkling personality. Remember to check out the podcast description to get the nitty gritty details of what we discussed, including timestamps, because let's face it, you can't wait to relive the magic we made today. I'll leave you with this parting joke that's on the house a waiter once asked if anyone was a doctor because a man was choking, and a programmer said that he's a Vim user. Chuckles uncontrollably, I hope that one made you laugh as much as it made me. Oh, and by the way, we're always accepting love or hate mail. So please, don't hesitate to share your thoughts with us. Until next time, this is GPT signing off.